Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. All right, welcome back to Ale Smith Brewing Company in San Diego. 97-3, the fan, home of the Padres, getting ready for game one of the National League Wild Card Series tonight. The Padres and the New York Mets, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, side-by-side. Tony Gwynn Jr., of course, is uh, in the booth. He'll be making the call tonight with Jesse Agler. Also in New York City, of course, where else would he be? Joe Musgrove, San Diego's own. Nice enough to join us. Let's hear for Joe yeah, Musgrove let's hear for out Joe there. Musgrove. Come on. As he joins us from New York. We've got a pretty good crowd here, Joe, at Ale Smith Brewing Company. Everybody's getting excited for tonight. How are you guys feeling? How is the check? Give us a little scene setter in New York. Yeah, well, it sounds like you guys got the right spot, man. Ale Smith's a good spot, <laughs> so hope you guys have a good time tonight. Um, yeah, Thank man, you. vibes are high. Everyone's been uh, pretty anxious the last couple of days here, you know, even that last game or so of the season. Um, you know, everyone kind of sees what's on the horizon and what's coming so uh, a lot of excitement a lot of anxiousness but um you know it's all coming down to it so we got about like two hours until first pitch and um i think we're about as ready as we're going to be joe how do you manage your time on a day like this when it's a night game i mean if it was a day game you'd get up you'd have a little breakfast get on the bus go to the ballpark today you got to find a little something to take your mind what off the game or do you focus how do you spend your afternoon there I mean, I, I usually spend a lot of my mornings, I mean, we're at home, it's, you know, take the dog down to the beach, get some coffee, some breakfast. Um, on the road, it's, you know, a lot of lounging around the room, and, you know, especially now we're doing a lot of video work and, um, you know, looking at scouting stuff, paperwork, numbers, just watching old film, all that bats against these guys, just everything you can do to, to give yourself every edge and every advantage you can. So most of my morning was spent um, looking at video and then I'm watching some of those wild card games. Oh, yeah. But we had we just had that great wild card game, the Phillies taking down the uh, Cardinals. But we're talking to Joe Musgrove yeah. here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Now, I just want to say thank you. And Chris and I want to say thank you for joining us with only two hours until the game. So appreciate that. But you're getting to live. The yeah, you guys, you guys of- are keeping you guys are keeping me off the field from batting practice right now. So you take take your time. Okay, we'll take our time. Thank you, Joe. Uh, you are getting to, to live the dream of a lot of kids out there, and quite frankly, adults too, because you're getting to play for your hometown team in the playoffs. And I know you've been asked about this a million times leading up to this moment, but now that we're just a couple hours from game one, what does it actually feel like? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the, the questions and stuff, but I really don't feel like this is a, a story about me being in San Diego. You know, I mean, everyone's on the same level of excitement to be in this position and um, you know, as much as it might mean a little more to me or have some more sentimental value, it's, you know, it's still a, a postseason opportunity here, and I'm, I'm more focused on doing my job, not, you know, not so much the, you know, the coolness of the situation. Joe, uh, 
getting ready to face the New York Mets, and uh, hopefully, I, I'm kind of hoping we don't need to see until the Dodgers series, frankly. Love to see the Padres just win it two straight. But what's your key to getting the New York Mets out, or is there anything that the Mets are doing? Is it all come down to Joe Musgrove executing his game plan? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it always comes down to execution. Um, you know, I, I really like where I'm at right now with my delivery. Um, I felt pretty consistent my last couple times out. Um, you know, I've watched a ton of film on these guys. I've studied them a lot. I feel like I know what I want to do to them. It just comes down to, to executing those pitches. Um, you know, as far as, you know, getting past these guys, I think it's, you know, it's wearing out Max early in the game, taking a lot of, you know, seeing a lot of pitches, trying to get that count up and push him out of the game as early as you can and get into the bullpen. Um, you know, not in the sense that we're trying to wear down their bullpen, but we feel like our chance to score runs comes off some of those bullpen arms. So, uh, you know, we can, you know, ride Max out, get his pitch count up early and get him out of that game as soon as we can. That gives us a better shot. Um, kind of unique way that they put their roster together with, you know, three catchers as well. Um, you know, putting Marte back on with the broken finger. He hadn't swung the bat in about a month or so, so we're not really sure what to see from him. I guess tonight's going to give us a good idea of, you know, how he's handling the bat, if he can get to the inside pitches still, if he can, you know, swing with two hands on the breaking balls away, just going to show a lot of things tonight. So we're kind of leaning on Darvish to, you know, to show some weaknesses in these guys and, and expose them a little bit so that me and Blake can go out there and do our thing. All right, there he is, Joe Musgrove, joining us live from New York just a couple of hours before the Wild Card Series. Joe, so nice of you to spend some time with us, and I think I speak for everybody here at Alesmith and all across San Diego. We look forward to seeing you at Petco Give Park. Give Joe a round of applause. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm telling him that they I'm They wanted to round of applause him. They can get a round of applause, but I want to tell him that I can't wait to see him next Friday night at Petco Park for game three of the division series. Let's give him another applause. That's right. All right, Joe. <laughs> Best I, don't know, of luck. I, don't know if, I don't know if everybody can hear me, hear me but, um, you know, the energy in San Diego has been incredible this year. And, um, I hope you guys have a blast tonight, and, and regardless of what happens, make sure you guys enjoy it and celebrate properly. We'll be feeling your, uh, the vibes out here in New York. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate the time, right, as always. There he is, Joe Musgrove, San Diego's own. Going to start game three, if necessary, in this wild card playoff series. He's such a good guy. He is. I honestly don't think he wanted to go out there for batting practice, so I think he was pretty happy <laughs> to be spending some time with you and I, Scraby, which is kind of rare yeah, that is. somebody it would is. be excited to spend extra time with you and I. But, I, uh, I can't. You know what is rare? I, I know I said it during the interview, but like doing this for the last couple of years, I've found that there are just certain off times that you just don't get players, and Joe Musgrove joined us from the playoffs two hours before the game. That's how much he cares about this, this station and all of you out there. Well, so. I think it's the fans that he just wants to connect with. And yeah. He does a great job doing that, and uh, that's why No-No Joe has uh, never got to buy another drink at Alesmith the rest of his life no. or anywhere else he goes. Absolutely not. Yeah, he's got it all t- uh, locked up. All right, still to come on the show, we're going to hear from Blake Snell. In fact, we could do that here shortly. I think yeah, we have Adam, a little time you- to do that. Uh, Blake Snell, who's going to pitch game two, had his press conference in New York. I'll I tell you one thing. I saw Blake Snell on, well, I don't, now I don't remember what the show was, <laughs> but I think it was ESPN, a Sports Center interview or something okay. like that last night. Did you see it? I did not, know. He killed it. He oh. was absolutely hilarious. Blake Snell's always entertaining. He is, he is. And uh, he's going to start game two. We have Darvish tonight, Snell, and then Musgrove in this series. And, of course, they represent – I should have asked Joe about this. 
They represent the Padres' 12th-ranked pitching staff, according to MLB.com. Uh, I, don't, I didn't want to give bad was, vibes no, before the was, playoff game. But, but that's got to be bulletin board material. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, honestly, the rest of these teams can all pitch, but to rank the Padres dead last, uh, that was a little bit beyond me. But uh, Blake Snell, uh, he had his press conference in New York City. Adam Kluge's got that teed up back at the station. So let's hear what Blake had to say. I'm happy I'm doing good. I'm uh, happy that I'm learning a lot, and I'm happy we're in you know this position to be in the postseason. It's it's really just amazing to play in the postseason. So for us to be able to you know have opportunity to win a World Series, uh, it's a great feeling. Faced the Mets twice this year. The first time they got the best of you with five runs and four innings. The next time you went five innings, no runs, and that was really the start of you seeming to, to find your rhythm at that point. Are they going to see an even better version of you now at this point, and is there anything you can take out of those previous outings? Uh, I would like to say so, but um, the, game will, the game will predict you know, what, what's going to happen. Uh, I'm confident in my ability. I'm confident in how I feel, uh, but we'll play the game, and we'll see how it goes and learn from it. Okay. Over there, we'll far left, Jake. Your last uh, postseason outing before tomorrow was the World Series in 2020. Obviously, that garnered quite a bit of uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look back on that day and that mem- and that memory, what do you think about? Uh, honestly, I don't think about it much anymore. Uh, it was two years ago. Um, it was probably one of the better games I've thrown in my life, so I was really happy that that's what that was, but... Uh, excited that I get a pitch tomorrow and kind of just put that behind me. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot since then and I've grown a lot and I've become a better pitcher and I'm excited to see, you know, what, what memories we can make this postseason. Hey, stay there on the left and back. Like what have, uh, what have you learned about yourself? You've just finished saying you've, You've learned a lot since then. What have you learned about yourself as as an individual and as a as a pitcher? Uh, I think I've just learned that uh, to be okay with certain things. I think one thing that I've done a lot is I've always like held on to you know things that I've done bad and been frustrated with them for a long time. I think as I've gotten older and you know played more games and learned myself, I've understand. I've understood that sometimes when I do bad, it's okay. Sometimes when I do good, it's not okay. But in the end, I'm okay with where I'm at, and I'm okay that I'm going to learn from it. And uh, I just don't take things, you know, I don't, baseball used to, good, bad, I would take it to extremes, uh, to where now I just kind of stay in the middle, and good, bad, I just know I'm going to get better. And that's, I found more happiness in that. The left in the middle, Dennis? Like the last month or so, when you get into the sixth and seventh, we're still still seeing 97s, 98s. Mm-hmm. How would you say this current version of yourself compares stamina-wise to anything you've ever been? Uh, yeah, I think me and Kenny have done a great job uh, just with conditioning and you know strength and and just what I'm doing in between starts. It's a lot better than what I used to do. Uh, I'm just growing. Like I, I really believe I'm getting better uh, and I'm getting into my my prime. I really believe that. So. I think uh, every year I learn more and more, and I retain that. And uh, I just think, yeah, with what I've been doing with Kenny this year has really put me in a good place, and I'm excited for you know the off season with him as well as next season and so forth. How, how different is what you're doing with Kenny this year compared to what you did in the past? Uh, I would say it's more consistent. Um, 
there's really no off days with him. Uh, we focus, and when we get our work in, it's it's we're focused. We get it. We get it done, and uh, we move forward, and we plan the next day. So, I would just say the consistency of it is what's made uh, me feel as strong as I am right now. All right, Derek. Hey, uh, Blake. Tomorrow you have a chance to either put the series away or keep your team alive for one more game. Is there one that you obviously would prefer, but is there change in the mentality as you approach that game depending on the situation? No, I think um, I think overall it'll be the same. The crowd's going to be there. They're going to be into it. Uh, still got to face the same hitters. Uh, so if we're up one or down one, I don't think it's going to matter. Um, I'm just really looking forward to facing them uh, and just seeing how much better I've gotten and just seeing uh, if I can, you know, get a win for the team. Next question. Far left, a little bit against the wall. Like, what do you take away from the two times that you face them during the regular season? Uh, they're a really good lineup, really talented. Um, they got some guys that can hurt you. Uh, they got guys that, you know, they, they have long at bats. They fight. Um, but overall, as an offensive team collective, they're really good at, um, you know, when they get a guy on second, hand them over, getting them in. Um, they're just a really good lineup. So I'm excited to, to see what I've learned in the two games I faced them, what I've seen as of late, uh, and how I'm going to attack them. But overall, I mean, it's a really good lineup with a lot of good hitters. So I'm really excited to face them and see what we got. Hey, anything else with Blake down here in the middle? Nathan? Any new swag? Any new Nike shoes? Anything you get to add to the collection come postseason gear? Uh, I might wear some stuff off the field, but on the field, same stuff. Uh, I don't really like when I pitch to have any sort of new swag. I kind of keep it the same the whole year. Blake Snell, who uh, debuted his, uh, what was it, one pink shoe and one uh, green oh, shoe? Oh, yeah, yeah. The night that the Padres debuted their City Connect uniforms. Uh, but I believe he actually wore them on the opposite arm of the, you're wearing the City Connect jersey right now. Your right arm is pink, your left arm is green. I believe he wore his shoes on the opposite side. Yes, but you said that he wore his shoes on the opposite arm. And that would really be strange. <laughs> okay. We are mincing words. Mincing words? Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. No, okay. he wore his shoes on the opposite feet is what you meant. Right? Yes, that's yeah. what I meant. Yes. yes, he did. But Blake Snell, all about the swag. He will start game two of the uh, wild card series for the Padres. We don't know who's going to start for the Mets, but I guess we'll hope it's Jacob deGrom because that's, uh, that's the plan that Buck Showalter is leaning towards if the Mets lose game one tonight which, of course, we all hope that they do. Did you have something? Oh, you yes, I did. You, but, yes, you, you <laughs> and then you turned around. Well, I was checking the score of the game uh, while yes, you were talking. Yes, uh, when we get back, we're going to hear from Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin actually was asked about why he left Mike Clevenger off the roster. So that's a big question that will get answered when we hear from him. All right, Seattle Mariners continue to lead the Toronto Blue Jays 4 nothing. They're in the bottom of the seventh inning. Luis Castillo is uh, pitching a masterful ball game tonight or this afternoon for Seattle. The Mariners in their first playoff game in 21 years trying to take down the Blue Jays. Earlier today, if you uh, just tuned in, uh, Major League Baseball playoffs getting underway. The Cleveland Guardians uh, defeated the Tampa Bay Rays 2-1 to on Jose Ramirez's two-run home run 
in the bottom of the sixth inning. There's a little controversy on that home run, though, Scraby. Really? Yeah, the runner at first base, Ahmed Rosario, nearly missed second base as he was rounding the bases on the home run. Okay. Because he wasn't sure whether the ball might be caught or not, and he was out at second base and had to do a little toe dance to get his foot on the bag. <laughs> uh, Kevin Cash, the uh, Rays manager, actually challenged the play on replay review, but the uh, replay held up that uh, Rosario had touched second base and the two-run home run stood. Uh, they might have torn down the stadium in Cleveland had they taken that home run away from the Guardians. But they go on for a 2-1 victory, take a one nothing lead in that series. And then the other game in St. Louis, absolutely a stunner as the Cardinals carry a 2 nothing lead into the top of the ninth inning and the Phillies score six runs and uh, pull out a end up a 6-3 victory. So the Phillies shocked the Cardinals in that game to take a one nothing series lead. we got Padres baseball coming your way. We're getting pretty close. Pre-game show comes up a little after 4 o'clock. First pitch shortly after 5. And uh, it is the Gwen and Chris program broadcasting live from A.L. Smith Brewing Company in Miramar. More to come on San Diego's number one sports talk station. 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 2-2. Grisham hits it in the air out to deep right field. Marte's going back onto the warning track. At the wall. Looking up. Gonna go. Trent Grisham with a home run. Tenth of the year, and the Padres hit their second homer of the night and take a 3-0 lead here in the seventh. Uh, let's hope that's a little uh, foreshadowing uh, for a game one tonight. I'd like to see Marte going back and looking up at a Trent Grisham home run. Jesse Agler will be on the call with our own Tony Gwynn Jr. Game one of the wild card playoffs coming up tonight. Shortly after 5 o'clock, we are at Ale Smith Brewing Company in Miramar where you can experience Fright Night Frills and Thrills starting October the 14th. They'll have a haunted brewery experience. With this, they have launched Evil Dead Red. Yes. A hoppy red ale. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com. And uh, we're having a great time. Really nice crowd out here at at Ale Smith. People have been – has anybody been here, like, since Ben and Woods this morning? Wow. Oh, my wow. goodness. We got some in the back, too. A couple this is of awesome. good people have been here since Ben and Woods this morning. Scraby's going to buy you all a no, well, we'd 394 this yesterday. pale no, no, ale. No, no, You're I, not? 
No, no, no. I no. thought you were going to no. celebrate with all the people that have been here all yeah, day. Yeah, high fives all around. High fives yeah. all around. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But uh, I want to thank, uh, let's see, we had Eggs came by to say hello. Who? Uh, Eggs. His name is Edgar, but he likes to go by oh, Eggs. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he came by to say hello. We had Anon earlier came by to say hello. Anon told me that uh, Josh Bell is going to be the pick to click tonight. Josh oh, Bell is going to be the good. guy that's going to kind of come out of obscurity and we show what that. he's all about. Yes. So I uh, hope you're right, Anon. And uh, we had, well, we've had a lot of people come you know, up. But we I, also, I'd like to recognize everybody that came if up. If we're but shouting I out people, then i got to shout out Easy Money. He came by just now. Easy you Money. Were, you were busy talking to some people. So Easy Money came by. We also have uh, the uh, zookeeper. Where, where is the zookeeper? The zookeeper. Ah, there she is right there. Yeah, she, she said she would rather deal with carnivorous animals than deal with, uh, you know, be me on the show. So that's what she said before. How about all the dogs that came out to see us today, Scraby? There's uh, several dogs in the uh, yes. audience today. I'm very excited to see dogs yes. coming out to see us do our work today. So thank you to all uh, humans and canines yeah. for uh, coming by Ale Smith Brewing Company today, joining us on the program. All right, we're continuing to get you ready for game one of the playoff series and uh, Bob Melvin uh, had his pregame uh, press conference in New York today among the things he uh, discussed Mike Clevenger being left off the postseason roster I wanted to clear this up though because somebody asked me about this just because Clevenger is not on the roster for this series doesn't mean that he won't be on the roster for the Dodgers series yeah yeah so they get to announce a different 26-man roster for every series of the playoffs. So for those that are concerned, wait, what what are we going to do without Clevenger? Clevenger wasn't going to pitch in this series anyway, but I assume that he would be pitching in the Dodgers series and would therefore be activated for that next week. So uh, just something to clear up so that everybody is aware of how that works. Now here is Bob Melvin and what he had to say prior to game one of the National League Wild Card Series. Hey, Bob, what can you tell us about the final roster decisions to go with Sean and I and not have Mike Clevenger on there? Uh, you know, Clev was not great, feeling great. I think he's feeling a little better now, but, you know, maybe another lefty in the bullpen at this point. You know, we could have gone in any number of directions, but, um, you know, flying in late and the whole bit, and we'll see where we go with, with him, but I just – you know, felt like another lefty with, with maybe with a little bit of length down there was important. And it's surprised at all to see Marte in their starting lineup today? With none. None. <laughs> I expected it. I think if you look at it that way, then you're not surprised. But I've had him some. I know if there's any way that he could get in there, he was he was going to be in there. When I saw the rosters today and I saw, you know, they still had Gore on the roster, I knew he was going to be in the lineup. So uh, it doesn't surprise you. Down in front, we'll go AJ, then Bryce. Uh, can you go into the decision to start uh, Bell and Myers today and having Drury's bat off the bench? Right. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of things that went into it today. We're trying to, you know, as, as we typically do, try to get the best lineup in a particular day against a pitcher. You know, we, we you know, identified defense a little bit, another left-handed bat, and then some guys that had some success off of Max as well. So Josh has had some success off him. Um, you know, extra left-handed bat, and we still feel like we have a good defensive club running out there. So it does give us, you know, typically Brandon's in the lineup all the time, but it also gives us a, a matchup off the bench. It seems like the Mets are kind of crafting their, their pitching strategy with the next round in mind. Is that something that you guys also looked at, and, and what do you kind of make of, of 
that and kind of the way they're, they're looking. You know, I, I don't really necessarily think that. I mean, if, if DeGrom shows up tomorrow, I mean, what, what you know, really what's the difference? You're going to see both these guys anyway. So, um, you know, we're looking at today. We'll look at tomorrow, tomorrow. We had it kind of lined up how we knew we were going to go, uh, whether there's, you know, a blister issue or whatever. Um, but you expect to see both those guys. It, didn't ma- it doesn't really matter if it's in game one or game two. The challenge this season most of the time was being consistent offensively. Um, at a point in the year, how do you turn on that offensive light switch this late and you don't really have the, the leash to be inconsistent moving forward when, right. when every game matters to this degree? Well, it's, it's, it's a different level now. So I think whether guys were swinging the bat well, swinging the, you know, not swinging it well, starting in, in postseason series, I think you kind of throw that out the window. You know, typically I'll look at last 10 and 5 with hitters, but once the postseason starts, it's different. You know, you know, hopefully nobody's thinking about their mechanics. They're just going up there trying to compete. We have guys with track records that have done well. And that's what we expect now. So I think anything that happened in, in, the, in the regular season, I think, kind of gets thrown out the window once the postseason starts. Decision to start. Grisham, strictly left-handed bat in the lineup. And some pretty good defense in center field. So that, that's the balance that we're trying to, trying to find today. Okay. Over the left, Jake. Um, so over the course of the season, it feels like this has become more and more Manny's team. I'm curious for you, what was your perception of him as a person before you became the skipper here? And how has that kind of changed as you've gotten to know him over the course of the season? I think each and every year Manny's been in San Diego, it's become more and more his team. Uh, the, it start with the numbers, and then you go to the games played and the durability playing injured. I think the only soft spot that he's had this year was coming back from an ankle ankle injury probably a little bit too soon, but wants to be in there every day for his guys. And then you see the impact that he has in the clubhouse around these guys. It, it really kind of allows you to insulate, know that Manny's there to, to do the heavy lifting and you can just kind of do your job. And he's comfortable with that too. So you know, he play from the other side. He plays at a pace that maybe nobody else does. The game seems to be very easy for him. And when you're around him more and more, and on, on the same side, you realize that is the case. He does play hard, but he plays it. It looks very easy to him, which, you know, is hard to do. So, uh, yeah, it's been terrific to spend a year with him and and realize the impact that he has on this team, not only on the field but in the clubhouse. In the middle, on the left. Well, Mel, obviously in the playoffs, uh, runs are at a premium. You guys played a ton of one-run close games all season long. You guys fared well in them. Is there any carryover, or do you feel like that has maybe set you guys up for these type of games this time of year? Well, it doesn't hurt that, you know, you come in having success like that. A lot of them were in also the extra inning games, which are going to be a little bit different here now, too, without the the runner on second base. But I think any any strength – that you had during the course of the season, you try to carry forward with you. We did play a lot of run-run games. We had some success in them. Um, we've been able to, over the course of the season, beat some good starters as well. You know, you don't necessarily have to beat them up. If you can make them work and get them out a little bit earlier, you know, we talk about that some against good starting pitching. So, I, you know what, going into a game like this, when you know that there's one of the premier pitchers uh, on the mound, and you know, in our case, the same, that it, it looks like it might be a close 
you know, close game, runs at a premium, so therefore we probably added a little defense in there for that. But it can take one swing of the bat. It can take an error late in the game. There are a lot of things that can swing these games. So we have to be cognizant of that. But I do think that based on the success we have, we'll feel good about close games. Okay, over here, far right. Hey, Bob, over here. Uh, I walked in late, so I apologize if this was touched on. But I wondered, as someone who's been on the short end of the one-and-done wild card game, do you feel this is a fair way to determine a, a playoff series? Yes. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, baseball is all about the long run, and it's from series to series. So I, I know that, you know, one game is very entertaining, but I think this is probably the right way to do it because a three-game series is, is basically the way you play it during the course of the season. It gives you a chance to, if you have a bad game, to come back next day. Over on the left. Bob, with the extra inning stuff, do bullpen decisions change at all, maybe as compared to the regular year? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times you're targeting strikeout in the 10th, you know, with the runner on second base. So it, it does a little bit. Um, yeah, short answer would be yes. Everything else Bob? Go ahead, Bryce. Just one quick one on pitching. <clears throat> the narrative nationally a little bit is uh, talking about the series. It's Scherzer and DeGrom. How do you get past those guys? It, it's hard to think with the numbers you Darvish has put together that he could be under the radar in any way at all. But is he a bit, do you think, in terms of perception? Because he's been fantastic, but he's not the guy being talked about in a lot of places right now. Well, I don't think he minds that. But you look at the numbers and look at his body of work this year, he's pitched as, probably as consistently as any pitcher in the National League. So we feel good every time he takes the mound. We know that you know there's not a ton of pressure to have to score a bunch of runs when he's on the mound. And, you know, he's pitched deep into games, too, which, you know, in general, you know, allows your bullpen to, you know, in a three-game series to maybe not to have to use him as much. Now, you never know how these games are going are gonna to go, but uh, I probably agree with you that this is one of the better pitchers in the National League. We're talking about him a lot in our clubhouse, maybe not as a whole, but, you know, I think the three starters, you know, two, at least two, stack up pretty well as, you know, uh, especially the way Blake's pitched second half of the season. So we like our starting pitching. One last one here, Barry. Hey, Bob. Uh, considering Padre history and everything you guys have went have gone through this season, is it a feeling of relief or a feeling of elation that you got here? Well, I, I think, you know, we, we went through a tough year. I think our expectation was always to be here. So in that case, I don't think it's a surprise to us, but, you know, it's zero and zero now. We didn't win the division. Um, you know, we have to play a, a series on the road, but I think everybody's just excited about getting here and, and being 0-0, and I think we have a good roster to stack up against anybody. So I know they're excited. And uh, we're getting a little excited, too, there, uh, Bill yes. Mel, because uh, it's about time for most of the talk to be done and some of the playing to start. We're about an hour and, away, uh, hour and a half away, rather, from the beginning of Game 1 of the National League Wild Card Series. Chris Ello and Matt Scraby together here at Ale Smith Brewing Company, Tony Gwynn Jr. in New York. 
where he was uh, asking a question yeah, of Bob it, Melvin. There. I, I recognize that voice. <laughs> yeah, it caught me by surprise. Good to like, have him on the program yes, for a little you, extra time today. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tony, of course, is getting ready for the broadcast with he's, Jesse. He's so ready for this broadcast, Chris, that when I saw him on Zoom earlier, he's got all of his buttons on his shirt buttoned up. He's ready he's to go. Up. He's, he's buttoned, buttoned up. He's buttoned up and ready he's to ready. go. Tony Gwynn Jr., Jesse Agler, don't forget to uh, sync up the broadcast. Listen to your hometown announcers on 97.3 The Fan throughout the playoffs. Game one is tonight, as you know. Game two is tomorrow. They'll get underway at 4.30 tomorrow afternoon. Ben and Woods will be on after the game tonight to talk about game one. Scraby and I will be on after game two tomorrow night when the uh, Padres clinch the series. So we'll be there for the celebration with all of you tomorrow night in the meantime we've still got our countdown to go on this friday afternoon a friar friday and we will be recounting recapping i should say some of the top five moments of this season for padre baseball what did scraby and i choose what do you choose out there you can follow along with our countdown that's next on gwen and chris 97.3 the fan selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One, two, Manny gets a hold of it, drills it, deep left field, way back, gonna go. Third home run of the night for the Padres. If you're looking for an exclamation point, Manny is happy to oblige. 5-1, San Diego in the seventh. Manny Machado, he had a pretty good year last I Uh, checked. I would say so. And uh, now he leads his Padres into the postseason for the first time following a full 162-game regular season. First time in 16 years, Padres getting set to take on the New York Mets game one our pregame show with Sammy Lev is uh, just a few minutes away and then of course shortly after five o'clock 
it will be game one of the series with Max Scherzer and you, Darvish. First, let's uh, help get you home, check a little traffic, and then come on right on back here to Alesmith Brewing Company. From the premier Kia of Carlsbad Traffic Center, part of the premier auto family, here's Kelly Tannock. Traffic is sponsored by the all-new premier Cadillac of Carlsbad. Several problems in the North County. Collision on Northbound 5 just past Cannon. Those vehicles are over the right shoulder. Northbound 15 before Rainbow Valley, a collision over the right shoulder. And on the Camino del Norte, on route to southbound 15, a collision. Those vehicles are over the right shoulder. With over 100 new and pre-owned vehicles in stock, they're sure to have what you need. And they're always looking to buy quality cars, even if you don't buy one of theirs. Stop in or shop online at CadillacCarlsbad.com, a proud member of the premier Carlsbad family of dealers. I'm Kelly Danik with Gwen and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. It's now time for Gwen and Chris to rank their top five of the day. Going to grip and rip as usual. But this isn't just a regular top five list. I love it. It sounds sadistic, but I love it. This is The Countdown. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, following a uh, special Padre season, a special countdown for uh, game one of the... uh, Wildcard playoffs, uh, Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together here at the Alesmith Brewing Company in Miramar. And uh, Scraby, today we're going to count down our top five favorite moments yeah. from the Padres just concluded 2022 season. Uh, I'm not going to uh, have a typical 5-4-3-2-1. Oh, uh, why, why does this not surprise me? Because I don't do anything typical. I know. That's why. Number five. Uh, Yes, thank you, Adam. Please I guess we're going to start with number, number five. five. I will do that, uh, but I'm going to count mine down in order of the in order in which they took place. Ah, so that's how I'm going to do it. By the way, before we get too much further into the countdown, everybody out here at Ale Smith Brewing Company, you don't know that we would not have been on the air all day were it not for our program director, Adam Klug. So even though he's not here, it, up for Adam. it would be wonderful if all of you guys would give him a round of applause. He has been on the. Uh, on the uh, studio board six since a. M. 6 a.m. this morning. Yeah, yeah. Hardest working guy in show business. Seriously. So. Uh, yeah. As a guy who runs the board, I would not want to have been there since 6 no. a.m. So thank you, Adam. Just so you know, Adam, only about 13% of the people actually clap that for you. That is not true. That is not true. <laughs> All right. Here we go with the countdown. Number five for me. Going to go back to April 11th in San Francisco. Ah. Padres beat the Giants 4-2. to two. The reason they beat the Giants that night, Jerks and Profar made the catch of the year, sliding on the warning track in deep left center field to rob Darren Ruff of the Giants and to help the Padres hang on for a 4-2 victory. The reason I remember that is, A, it was a remarkable catch by Profar. B, it was all part of a hot Padres start to the season that you may or may not remember Began with the Padres not committing a single error. I do remember. For the first 16 games of this season. Yeah. And the defense was outstanding all year long. But uh, Profar, that play, I thought, typified the Padres' defense this year. So Jerks and Profar, April 11th, my uh, number five moment. All right. Well, my number five is with someone that's no longer with the team, but I remember this being a big deal. June 4th, Mackenzie Gore beat the Brewers in Milwaukee four to nothing. He went six innings. He struck out 10 and he moved to four and one on the year. He also lowered his ERA to 1.50. Seems like in June 4th is only a couple months ago, but it seems like it was a lifetime ago, but not at the same time. Mackenzie Gore was on fire to start the year. All right, Mackenzie Gore, no longer a Padre, now with the Washington Nationals. Number four. 
All right, my number four moment happened the day before your number five moment. Oh, really? Yeah, it was June the 3rd uh, because it was also in Milwaukee. Joe Musgrove almost pitched another no-hitter. Yeah. Uh, He shut down the Brewers until the eighth inning. I believe it was Colton Wong who finally broke up the no-hit bid. But uh, that was a huge game for the Padres. Not only Musgrove, he beat Corbin Perns in a head-to-head matchup with last year's Cy Young Award winner. It also snapped the first uh, slump of the season. Padres had lost five consecutive games going into that game on June 3rd. Musgrove nearly pitched a no-hitter, started to get things turned around. That was my number four moment. My number four moment is June 8th. Apparently a lot happened in June for the Padres, for for me at least. But that was the night, we've brought it up already, that was the night uh, the Padres beat the Mets 13-2 in a win. And the reason I, I bring this up is because I was at the ballpark and I remember feeling, the crowd feeling how great the team was playing at that moment. They're beating the the vaunted Mets, and yeah. they beat them big time, 13-2. to two, So That was one of their uh, more complete games yes. of the season. Yes. All right. On Number we go. Number three. Number three for me uh, is on August the 3rd. Uh, my wife, uh, Lori, is here. Uh, she me that night. We were at the game at Petco Park, and I don't think any of us will forget it. It was there. I talked to somebody earlier here at Ale Smith who was at that game. Uh, it was Bob came up, and uh, we were talking about that night. But it was the night that Soto and Bell made their debut for the Padres. And, oh, yeah, by the way, another guy made his debut that night, Brandon Drury. Mm. First pitch he ever saw as a Padre hit a grand slam. 44,652 fans at Petco Park celebrated about as loud as I've ever heard it at Petco Park. Yeah. Padres went on to beat the Rockies 9-1. to that was on August the 3rd. Uh, I knew that one was going to be on your list, so I kept it off of my list. But uh, my number three is actually June 21st, home to the Diamondbacks. It was an 11-inning game, and it was when the phrase was born. I've seen it on a couple shirts out here. LFGSD. I can't actually say <laughs> what it means on the radio. but You that can was... say what four of the letters stand for. Yeah, yeah, for. I'm not going to though. I'm just going to leave it up to uh, everybody out there. But Jorge Alfaro walked it off in the bottom of the 11th. And I, I guess that that's a mantra for the team this year, LFGSD. So that It is one of three. them. And Jorge Alfaro, as you know, had five walk-off yeah. RBIs this year. I think that year. may have been his uh, third? Second or third, Second, yeah. yeah. An amazing season for Alfaro. Number two. Alright, on to number two. Mine, uh, number two was on August the 9th. Padres beat the Giants 7-4 to on that evening. Uh, this game happened just a day or so after our all-star third baseman and MVP candidate announced that his name was actually Manny Bleepin Machado <laughs> and that he was going to take care of the Padres, who were in a slump at the time. Well, on August the 9th, he backed up his words with a walk-off three-run home run to beat the San Francisco Giants 7-4. to Again, the Padres had been in a five-game losing streak. They blew a 4-1 lead in that particular game in the top of the ninth, but Manny rescued them in the bottom of the ninth, and that is called backing up your your words. Manny Machado said, hey, we're not going to go into a slump this year. I'm going to take care of us, and then he went out and did it. Yeah, he did. He did, and I love that. I love that. Uh, My number two is September 16th. That was the game after the infamous Bowmel meeting where he called everybody into the clubhouse on Thursday night after they lost a pretty embarrassing game to the Diamondbacks. He basically told them they stink and they need to get better. They came out the next night. They won 12-3. Brandon Drury homered twice. 
and it was uh, it was just a different feeling. You knew that you saw something in the team from there. They won eight out of ten after Bob Melvin yeah. called them out. Perfect timing by the manager, and uh, helped uh, the Padres uh, get into the stretch drive. All right, number one. The countdown wraps up with number one. My number one moment took place on October the first. Just a few short days ago, Scraby, it was Saturday night against the Chicago White Sox. Jake Cronenworth hit a two-run home run to give the Padres the lead over the White Sox. And that, amazingly, at that exact moment, the Milwaukee Brewers were letting a lead slip away in the ninth inning against the Miami Marlins. Christian Yelich booted a ball in left field. The Marlins rallied, beat the Brewers. Padres went on to beat the White Sox. They lowered the magic number to one, and the next day, of course, they clinched their playoff berth. Yes. Jake Cronenworth's big home run capping this big season. Against a great pitcher, Dylan Cease. That's right, against a very good pitcher, Dylan Cease. You're right. All right, my number one isn't necessarily like the craziest moment in the world, but it means something to us on this show because Jose Azokar came on that day, <laughs> and he not only said that, he, that the team was going to make the playoffs – but he also said that they were going to be back tonight. And that's exactly what they did. They went out on that Friday and they won 13-5. to 19 hits in the game for the Padres against the Royals. And I remember, I don't remember the circumstances, but I do remember a little bit of panic happening around that Royals series because they were, they were losing. And they were losing to teams that they... Uh, they shouldn't have lost to. So. Let's be honest. There seemed like there was a lot of panic around this team all year long. I get it. And every time there was panic, the Padres faced up to it and turned it around. I mean, if it was Musgrove, that no-hit type performance, Machado's walk-off home run. Every time the Padres, Bob Melvin's speech to the ball club, every time they went into a little bit of slump, panic started, the Padres immediately righted the ship. And that's why they're in the postseason. Yeah, a couple of the honorable mentions were some of the Manny Machado home runs that were the only runs in the game for the Padres, and they won. And that is why I believe that Manny Machado should get a really good look at MVP. He was the one single-handedly winning games for them throughout the entire season. My uh, best of the rest moment would be a Saturday night game against the Washington Nationals. Again, Musgrove was on the mound. He made back-to-back unbelievable Soto's first game, we already, we already talked about that, Adam. Thank you very much. Soto's <laughs> first game was the game that Drury hit the Grand Slam. Yes. So we did mention that. But, yeah, yeah. But my, my best of the rest moment was uh, Musgrove making back-to-back -back defensive plays, one that he scooped the ball with his glove to home plate. Oh, yeah. And then the next batter hit a one-hop comebacker that he barehanded on the mound and threw the runner out. Josh Bell would hit a home run. Soto would hit a home run in that game. Padres would beat the Nationals 2-1. to one. So, Adam, a lot of great you, moments. Do you have any? I don't know if you were prepared for me to ask you, but... Well, Adam, now I feel like a total yeah. dope. No, you're fine. You're, you're, you're doing a million things back there. Don't worry about it. He's got a million it. things to do. Yeah, Soto's first game was probably my number one moment. I just didn't... Like I said, I counted them down in the order in which they happened. Yeah, yeah. Rather than counting I'll, them down I'll tell you in what, order I'll, of excitement. I'll tell you what. I shared this moment with uh, Mr. Scraby. Just the day that they clinched the playoff spot and being in the clubhouse... For the yeah. celebration afterwards, Scraby was was in there and did an incredible job, and just the enthusiasm and excitement. I know it, you know. I know they lost the game, but it didn't matter. They were going to the playoffs. No, that's yeah. always you know San Diego. Thank you, Adam. San Diego gets a little bit of flack for sometimes not being quote a great sports town, but I can tell you from experience, 
And it goes all the way back to 1984 when the Padres went to the World Series. It goes back to 1998 when the Padres went to the World Series. It even includes 1994 when the Chargers went to the Super Bowl. I don't know that there's any city that gets as electric as this one gets when its team reaches the pinnacle. And uh, in 1984, uh, the Padres beat the Cubs on a Sunday afternoon to advance to their first World Series. People honked their horns the rest of the week driving around. It, It was incredible. Just everywhere you went, people were honking their horns, celebrating before the start of that World Series against the Tigers. 1998. The crowds that turned out to welcome the team back from Atlanta. Uh, you, you've very rarely seen parties like that, and ni- except for 1994 when the Chargers came back from Pittsburgh after uh, qualifying for the Super Bowl. But this town, and, and just go back a couple of years when they had the COVID game and they beat the Cardinals yeah. to eliminate the Cardinals yeah, I was the there. COVID season. Yep. How many thousands of people were packed outside the ballpark in the gas lamp, risking the COVID. They were. You know, to pack in there and, you know, celebrate with their team or celebrate. They couldn't really even celebrate with their team. No. They just had to celebrate outside. From afar. afar. Because nobody was allowed into the ballpark. uh, Leaving the ballpark on Sunday after they clinched the playoff spot, it it was two hours after the game or maybe an hour and a half after the game when I left, but there were people packed all around Petco Park. People weren't even leaving the stadium because they wanted to see the players and and it was like i said that was a pretty awesome moment well we uh, we celebrate like 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 nobody else here in san diego and i just hope that you know tonight is the beginning of a playoff run that allow everybody to celebrate and enjoy i don't know what that sign means as usual are you waving me home to score from third base again no i gave you an l for legal not for loser all right, legal. Le- oh, L for yeah, legal. legal. Yeah. Boy, I should have known that. Let's pause right now for station identification on the Padres Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 